this is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my love of romantic TV shows, movies, books, without embarrassment or shame, mostly. This is Poppy, and in this Can't Stop Extra, the anti-rom-com, the dysfunctional, crude, comedy and romance of The Duchess. Have you ever wondered if Fleabag had a long-term relationship with the hot priest, what might have happened? Maybe if they had a child together? It might have gone a bit like The Duchess, the new Netflix miniseries starring Canadian comedian-actress Catherine Ryan. Let me start off by saying many of these clips are very crude. Very, very explicit. This is modern love, a gutsy rom-com. This ain't no polite costume drama. If that's not your type of humor, I just published an episode on the 19th century suspense romance, The Woman in White. Definitely tune into that. That is a fabulous miniseries. Okay, just us here? What I really love about The Duchess is I knew nothing about Ryan or the series when I tuned in, so its shock value came at me full power. At its core to me, this miniseries is about the love of a single mother for her child, while at the same time navigating and messing up the many frustrations of this crazy, complicated world. She's trying to raise that child, and she's concentrating on schooling, relationships with exes, current relationships, housing, friendship, her art career, sculpting slightly racy representations of the female form as vases. It could be summed up by, being a young single mother in 2020 is hard, bitches. She's the mama bear mommy on steroids and the girlfriend from hell. What saves Ryan from being just an awful character is her core vulnerability and how hard she tries to keep control of all these crazy moving parts. Growing up in a family where adults had, hmm, let's say, problems managing their feelings appropriately, I can relate to expressing my anger in inappropriate ways the same way Catherine does. I'm sure none of us have pretended to be better people than we are or have even thought these thoughts, let alone said them out loud. Never. So Leonardo DiCaprio drowned in Titanic and he never dated a woman over 25 ever, ever again. Oh, there's Millie. Beast, let me tell the teacher she's been bullying you. Oh, make things worse. No way. She's very powerful. Yesterday, she got all the other girls to say my coat was ugly. That coat was Stella McCartney. Tasteless little ditch pig. Can't say that about a child. Can too, if I'm defending my child and the child of Sir Paul and Linda McCartney. From the vegan sausages. That's her mom. Moms are very impressive. Apart from Millie's mom, the only cow I'd happily slaughter. I can manage things at school myself. Don't worry about me. You're really brave. Are you sure? Yes. I don't want to be late. Love you. Love ya. Happy birthday. Excuse me, Jane. Ah! Oh, oh, oh. 
your coat is ugly. What are you talking about? I have had it with your evil daughter and her demon mouth. Mama, I forgot my water bottle. Oh, hey, sweetheart. Sorry, here you go. Have a good day. Bye. Love ya. You need to sort your family out. Catherine, I know the girls have had their differences, but well, Millie is dyslexic, so things can get lost in translation. Millie is dyslexic. The catalyst for all of the action is Catherine's desire to give her nine-year-old daughter the sibling she's always wanted. First, Catherine decides to visit a sperm bank with her daughter on her daughter's birthday as a birthday present. Oh, that doesn't go super well. Then Catherine's best friend and business partner reminds her that her ex gave her a pretty awesome child. Her daughter Olive is played by Katie Byrne, who is absolutely amazing. Yeah, so why not try her ex again? He's a former member of a boy band and currently lives on a houseboat in a canal in London and steals food because he's mad at the man. He's charming and loves their daughter, but he's often self-centered and irresponsible. We need protection of being advised to record this conversation. Advised by whom? A talking serpent. You're very manipulative, and it's the best way to protect my assets. Oh, yeah, you got me. This whole let's have another baby thing isn't because Olive needs a sibling, and I desperately want my perineum retorn, so I can trick you out of half your nothing. I've been advised. In a fucking fever dream. Tuesday evening, Legacy Agreement Meeting 1. Subjects on the agenda. Name, religion, conception style, stud fee, hypnobirth. Hypnobirth? You weren't even at Olive's birth. You went to motocross in Bucharest. Whose fault was that? Mine, Obama's, Amazon's, one of your top three enemies. Petition A. If it's a boy, he is to be called Ethos. You're not naming the baby. Not after a list of suggestions for Olive's name. Yeah, you wouldn't understand because you're not an artist. I am literally an artist. And I'm not paying a stud fee just so you can spend it on ammunition and strippers. Yeah, he has a lot of hatred and disdain for Catherine. So, okay, that turns into a disaster. So she thinks, hey, what about adoption? You gotta admire her spirit. The adoption counselor to say the least, is less than impressed with their situation. It has long been a dream of mine to open our home to a child. To a baby, a girl, the cutest one you've got. Well, I'd be overjoyed to have the child in the most need, whatever the age or drug problem. But my daughter is quite specific about wanting a newborn. One that looks like me. Are um, Christian teens giving their babies away anymore? Placing their babies for adoption. Placing, right. Because we're so close to Ireland. So I was hoping that, you know, like when unmarried teens would disappear on holiday as not to bring shame upon the Catholic family? When fallen women were pressurized into placing their infants for adoption, with no access to counseling or appropriate support, you were hoping that was still the case? No. Is it? No. It's not as common now that mothers face less stigma and thankfully have far more options available. Oh, that's, wow, excellent news. Good job. That's great to hear. So, how much for a baby? Babies cannot be bought. Well, not in this country anyway. Your relationship status says single. How long have you been single for? Oh, you don't want to be bringing that up. She'll start crying again. <sighs> no. I've been separated from Olive's father since she was a baby, and that was my last serious relationship. So it's been a solid length of time. 
That's not true, Mummy. What about Evan? You moved him in so that we could be a family, and he broke up with you, like, two weeks ago? No. This decision is not reactionary. And then you said, well, I'll show him, and went online and downloaded the application, remember? No. This has always been the path for me. I'm not upset. She's been so upset. So, if you could just get us a baby. This is Catherine's goodbye to her on their front doorstep. Thank you so much for your time. I'm not sure we can recommend you. As you know, we reached out to Olive's school as part of the sibling report. She has some behavioral issues. Olive? No, there must be some mistake. I'm afraid she's quite out of control. Are you in regular communication with her teachers? Are you in regular communication with my dick? I hope I'm not out of line here, but fuck you in the face. My dogs are groomed every two weeks, and I've never seen them look as clean as they did next to your crusty fingernails. It's called self-care. Get a manicure. Adoption was only my last resort anyway, since sperm donors creep me out, and my ex doesn't trust doctors, so I tried to bang him for real, and it scared off my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm dealing with that. And then you insult my child and me in our own home? So, eat a dick. I'll stick with the kid I've got, and you can keep your secondhand crack babies. Olive is perfect. This scene is followed by the opening credits. The fact that this is the cold open to an episode had me picking my jaw up off the floor. And amidst all this is Catherine's sweet, caring, long-suffering dentist boyfriend. He is the kindest, most supportive partner you could hope to have when you're overstressed, parenting alone, and your hormones may need to be adjusted. This miniseries winds up in the sweetest way, really open-ended enough for a second season. I wanted to spend more time with this little dysfunctional family. This rom-com is far from everyone's cup of tea, but if you like your romantic comedies with a strong dash of authenticity and realness, this is the show for you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, happy shame-free romance.